Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful Adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the great state of Arizona, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media on Gab and Gitter and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. You can go to our website to find our t-shirts, our behind-the-scenes videos through Patreon and our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters. Otherwise, on the website, if you go to the top of the page, you'll find a free show archive. If you click on that, you can listen to all of our shows. You can download those shows, and there are links to radio and podcast players that host our shows. Of course, there are advertisements there because we monetize the show. So if you want to get the ad-free version of the show, and a lot of other really great content, including my digital books, access to our montage archive, and access to the show early in the day when we have a pre-recorded show. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the subscribe button, you'll see all the features, you'll see all the perks of being a subscriber, and you'll also get, for a yearly subscription, a physical copy of one of my books, either Occult Arcana Food Philosophy, or The Technological Elixir. Those books are also available on the website for sale. And when you buy a physical one, I also give you the digital copy as well. So check it out on the website. When you buy a book, when you subscribe, it supports The Secret Teachings. It keeps us on air Monday through Friday. When you listen to radio, sometimes it seems like a radio host on a bunch of networks or with a big following has millions and millions and millions of dollars. They've got all these backers and That's just not reality. For us, we don't have any financial backers except you as an audience who, again, buy a book or subscribe or sometimes people donate a few dollars to help us out. We're going to have a fundraiser soon to get a new computer for the studio here. And a couple people already donated to that, so I am immensely grateful. Thank you so much. And thank you for tuning into the broadcast. Despite the fact how controversial our subject matter has been this week, I know that In the alternative independent media, it's difficult to cover a topic like we did last night. The show was snake oil or snake venom. And just a little bit ago, if you listen to Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, I was a guest on the show again, and we were discussing snake oil or snake venom, this idea that COVID-19 is venom. And this is way too much of a complicated subject to get into tonight. But if you listened to the show last night and if you listened to Clyde and I tonight, you probably have a perspective that is a little bit different. I mean, you might not have the perspective, but you've been provided a perspective that is a little bit different than what the alternative independent media has been talking about. And in fact, I read one article from the International Business Times that tore apart the venom theory, rightfully so, but then it also discredits any alternative view of a mainstream narrative Plus, they give us this idea in this documentary that we discussed last night. That was the whole point of the Venom hypothesis. It was all based on this documentary and what this 
one retired chiropractor was told by a doctor who has all these connections to drug companies, something we'll probably talk about more next week. But the whole, the whole idea was do the opposite. Whatever you're told, do the opposite. And, and this is a problem that has nothing to do with the alternative independent media. This is a problem that plagues virtually every person of every political, every religious affiliation that you can think of that you can imagine. And it seems to be getting worse. And in fact, my fiance Hope last night, we were sitting on the couch and she said, but hear me out. She's like, maybe there is venom in the water. And I, I said, what do you mean? She said, well, look at how crazy people are. She's like, the, the woman that screamed at you who said that she'd rather go to war with Russia than have cheap gas. Like the hysteria. And I laughed at it and I said, I don't, I guess you're right. Maybe there is venom and the proteins and the venom are, you know, binding to these receptors in the brain and they're causing people to convulse. And, you know, the, it's not just paralyzing, you know, parts of their body with their senses, it's paralyzing their sense of judgment and their, you know, their, their critical thinking facilities. And I just thought that was kind of funny when she said that. And that's, uh, I mean, that's, it's a joke. It's kind of funny, but it's also kind of true. And, and, and this idea of doing the opposite is so dangerous like, if I knew you were going to believe the opposite of what I told you, I would just tell you the truth, and then you would make up the lie. You would manufacture the falsehood. I mean, that's, it's a simple but very sophisticated form of psychological warfare. And I think that it's been employed through the media, it's been employed through entertainment, it's been employed by psychologists and politicians and anybody in the public eye who has any amount of any kind of uh, influence. So I thought we talked this week about the snake venom and my opinion, my view, and the facts that obviously don't add up are contrary to both the mainstream and the alternative media once again. And we also discussed this week a number of other very highly controversial subjects. And I thought, why not end the week it is Good Friday today. Why not end the week with a bang? With an even arguably more controversial subject. You know how I've always asked this question? I've asked it probably a hundred times this week. I said, if transgender people make up 0.7% of the population, how is it they have a lobby in entertainment, media, politics, etc. with a whole capital? Tel Aviv, Israel is the capital of LGBTQ. They have a whole country, apparently. How is it that 0.7% of the population, maybe a percent or two when you add on some of the other numbers or letters or whatever you know alphabet they have going on, how is it they have a lobby that's like a keen to 99.3% of the population? And how is it that websites and schools can show children pornography, and not only pornography, but homosexual pornography, and then just bizarre fetishing, uh, even, you know, things that, you know, probably are keen to BDSM, just like weird fetish things that should stay in the bedroom. And you're showing this to kids and how can they get away with that? And how can they promote that? And then when kids go, maybe find porn, most porn now is incest. Who's funding that? Who's financing that? You can get porn for free. Who's paying for all this incest? There has to be a force behind it, sponsoring all this depravity, all this debauchery. And I mentioned it this week. I said, I believe that the concept of Sabbatianism or Frankism, which has used 
certain religious groups, particularly the Jewish community, and the divinity and the sacredness of the Jewish religion, they've used that as a vehicle to overturn the sacredness and the divinity to advance an agenda of perversity and debauchery. And I've said the same thing about LGBTQIA+. I believe that people that are homosexual, people that are trans, for the most part, are being exploited and used to advance a political agenda. Have you ever read the book The Holocaust Industry? The Jewish author Norman Finkelstein writes that, and this is just a brief summary, that Jewish people and their suffering, like anybody else's suffering, are being used to sell all of this guilt and emotion to shake down good, decent people who want to help people who have suffered. It's exploiting people who have a good heart. It doesn't mean Jewish people don't suffer or anybody doesn't suffer. It just means people are being exploited. Their suffering is being exploited to make a profit. Now, probably the most controversial topic, I would say maybe even more controversial than that, um, maybe not the question of, of, of Sabbatianism and Frankism and you know Jewish history. That seems to be the, the top of the totem pole. But if I had to pick another topic that was you know, as controversial, and I have tonight, it would be the subject of abortion. Now, I'm not going to sit here, if you're scared, and I'm go- not going to tell you, abortion is bad, I'm a conservative, don't have abortion. That's not my stance, that's not my view, That's not how I see it. I'm also not going to sit here and tell you, you should get an abortion. Abortions are good. I'm a Democrat. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. I don't believe that. I don't think that. That's not my view. Once again, I have a viewpoint that is slightly different than the alternative, the mainstream, and all the different polarizing sides. And my perspective is not unique to me. There are other reasonable people who have a balanced perspective on such a subject. Now, the reason I bring this up is because this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we had several states in the United States, including Florida, which always gets my attention. Anytime DeSantis does anything in Florida, I'm always watching and listening. I just think the guy's hilarious uh, at the very least. We've had uh, multiple states pass legislation, governors signed bills that essentially banned abortion. Now, a lot of people in the media, and I'm sure in private conversations, people that follow the news immediately respond, and I know that they immediately respond because I've read all the news, you can't ban abortions. The Supreme Court ruled in the 1970s, you know, it's Roe versus Wade, and you can't do that. Well, hold on a second. Once again, the media misrepresents what those states have done. In the state of Florida, for example, Governor DeSantis on Thursday signed a measure banning most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. If you want to look the bill up, it's House Bill 5. Type in House Bill 5, Florida, PDF, and you can bring the bill up. So you can actually read it and not just listen to what the media tells you. Now, under the law, women can still obtain an abortion if their health is threatened or if their baby has a, quote, fatal fetal abnormality. If you read the bill that was signed into law, it says termination after gestational age of 15 weeks when allowed, and then it explains when this is allowed. For example, two physicians have to certify in writing that in reasonable medical judgment, 
The termination of the pregnancy is necessary to save the pregnant woman's life or avert a serious risk of substantial and irreversible physical impairment of a major bodily function of the pregnant woman other than a psychological condition. So once again, the media misrepresents it. That doesn't mean I support it or I don't support it. I'm not here to support or not to support anything. I'm here to provide perspective and I'm here to provide a viewpoint that although it has to do with abortion, it has more to do with what we've discussed throughout this week. I'll get to that here in a little bit. What a lot of people don't realize is Roe versus Wade 1973 established a right to an abortion but in Roe versus Wade, the majority said that that right to abortion is not absolute. Now, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who are staunch, pro Roe versus Wade, pro abortion. You're sick. You don't believe in women's rights if you're not for abortion. Same standard, stale rhetoric and talking points. And yes, the conservatives have just as stale, just as annoying talking points as the Democrats have on this subject. But there's a bigger picture here. There's a deeper meaning to this. What a lot of people on the left apparently don't realize is that Roe versus Wade, that they hold up to be an absolute proof, an absolute right, an absolute protected constitutional thing that gives them a right to have an abortion. Roe versus Wade, if you read it, actually says you do not have an absolute right to an abortion. In fact, an abortion must be balanced against other considerations. Now, one thing that the Roe versus Wade decision did determine is that a fetus is not a, quote, person. And considering that Kentanji Jackson, who's been now nominated and confirmed to the Supreme Court of the United States, can't define what a woman is, I'd imagine if she were hearing this very, very controversial case well, they already heard the case. They're going to make a decision somewhat soon. The Supreme Court is over a uh, over an abortion law. And this is why a lot of states are going ahead and they're passing their own laws, thinking that the, uh, the laws are going to be upheld based on the Supreme Court's decision. I'll tell you a little bit more about that, too. Uh, she can't define what a woman is, so people like her aren't going to be able, certainly, to decide what a fetus is or what a child is or what a baby is. In the state of California, which is doing the opposite, rather than banning abortions to any degree, uh, they're actually wanting to open up abortions. And I read this funny PolitiFact article that said, no, California is not going to allow mothers to kill their children after they're born. But then the fact check is the bill is meant to ensure that people are not investigated, prosecuted, or incarcerated for ending a pregnancy, experiencing pregnancy loss, or for losing a baby after it is born due to a pregnancy-related cause. So it opens the door to suggest that if your baby dies after it's born, as long as it's a pregnancy-related cause, which could be defined as anything, then it's considered an abortion, even if the baby dies outside the womb. Now, I'm not staunchly opposed to that, because I think that there are probably conditions where that applies. But once again, this is a political fight, that I don't think should be much of a political fight over left and right, blue and red. We should be looking at things on a case-by-case basis. And of course, Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is looking at it from the point of view of what is constitutional? What do the states have a right to? And what does the federal government have a right to? What rights do you have protected by the Constitution? And this has been the whole argument over abortion for, for decades and decades and decades. But 
Roe versus Wade does not guarantee you an absolute right to abortion. And proponents of Roe versus Wade apparently forget that. In fact, Roe versus Wade and the subsequent decision of Planned Parenthood of Southeast Pennsylvania versus Casey in 1992 determined that states actually can place restrictions on abortion. They just cannot place, quote, undue burdens or, quote, substantial obstacles in the path of a woman seeking an abortion of a non-viable fetus. Of course, non-viable is different than viable. So the so-called absolute right that some people think they have is not an absolute right based on the Supreme Court case that they believe gives them the absolute right. So the left is usually wrong, and the right is usually wrong. And when you actually look at what maybe the Supreme Court says or you look at the rule of law, it's usually much more balanced than the hysteria from the left-wing or the right-wing press. It's usually much more balanced, no matter if it's a Democrat or a Republican writing it, it's usually much more balanced than the garbage you see fact-checkers fact-checking. It's much more balanced than the garbage you see on social media. It's much more balanced than what your political representative says. So Roe versus Wade said that a state has a compelling interest in protecting the maternal health of the mother after the first trimester and the potential of human life after viability. To me, that part of Roe versus Wade makes a lot of sense. The state has a right to protect maternal health and the potential of human life after viability. And it goes on to describe, if you just kind of read the brief of it, what the government can and cannot do. The government cannot uh, prohibit abortions and could only regulate them as other medical procedures. So states can regulate abortions. Despite all the crap you're hearing about in the media, the states can regulate abortions. Number two, the government cannot ban an abortion, but it can regulate it in ways related to maternal health. And number three, a government could prohibit abortion except to preserve life of the mother or of her health. The right of a woman to terminate pregnancy prior to the third trimester. Government may not prohibit abortions prior to viability, and that regulation had to meet strict scrutiny. This is all Roe versus Wade. Now, Planned Parenthood of Southeast Pennsylvania versus Casey in 1992 was over a law restricting abortion with informed consent, waiting periods, etc., including parental and spousal notification. According to the opinion of the court, Quote, the Constitution places limits on a state's right to interfere with a person's most basic decisions about family and parenthood, as well as bodily integrity. A state may not place, quote, undue burdens, such as placing a, quote, substantial obstacle in the path of a woman seeking an abortion of a non-viable fetus. So what they said you can't do is you can't force a woman to get spousal consent for an abortion, which I disagree with, but the court held that, yes, a state can implement a 24-hour waiting period. A state can implement informed consent, which is just basic common sense, and extra notice before the abortion. States may place no undue burdens on the exercise of a right to bodily privacy based on the due process clause of the Constitution. That is what, that is what was decided in Planned Parenthood of Southeast Pennsylvania versus Casey in 1992. So that might seem very stale. It might seem like it's not an interesting topic, but I promise you 
It's going to get a lot weirder tonight. It is Good Friday. It is Good Friday tonight. This is when Christ, I'm sure you guys know your history, right? This is when Christ, Jesus, the man, was crucified and died at Calvary. And so we have Good Friday today, and we also have the beginning of Passover. And I find it interesting that to discuss the subject of abortion and to mention that today begins Passover, the Pesach, today begins, you know, it's Good Friday, that a lot of people will interpret those words to mean that I'm a Christian conservative. And I find that so hilarious when people accuse me of that. What I'd like to do tonight, I'd like to address the hypocrisy and the misleading nature of arguments that are made by both conservatives and liberals over the subject of abortion and break this down in a logical, reasonable way where we can see that perhaps in some instances abortion is an okay, acceptable thing. But then again, those that push abortion act like you have no rights whatsoever if a government says you can't have an abortion Although governments really can't say that you can't have an abortion, they can provide essentially loopholes and exemptions for abortion. One side makes it that you have no right absolutely. The other side says you have an absolute right. And uh, neither one of those arguments is really true. What's weird to me is to get upset about banning abortion up to a certain period of time. I mean, if you're pregnant and you you know up to 15 weeks, like I feel like that's enough time to make a decision. Maybe that's very arbitrary. But the opposite end of the spectrum is abortions are always legal and just have as many as you want. And besides, the 15-week abortion ban just bans abortions after 15 weeks. They don't mention rape or incest because you can still have an abortion before 15 weeks, whether it was consensual sex or you were raped or the victim of incest. These people act like an abortion is just like clipping your fingernails. They act like abortion is just, you know, uh, something so simple like, you know, uh, cutting your hair. It's I, I, they, they reduce the quality of human life in the argument, I think, more so than even in the act, which the argument has had more than the act. So we're going to break all this down tonight. It is Bloody Good Friday. Abortion of these proceeds go to Satan. And uh, regardless of what you think about Christians and conservatives, there are certainly people that push abortion because they are absolutely some of the most evil people on this planet. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this, so don't go anywhere. rdgable at yahoo.com, thesecretteachings.info. Stay with us. We'll be back. Go out of your way and do something intelligent for a change. As an American, read a dictionary. Go to the law library and read a law dictionary. You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? 
If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is John Peasy at JohnPeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teaching. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, the word abortion is such a controversial word that simply uttering it invokes a reflex, political, emotional, and often hysterical reaction from all polarities, from all political parties, from all religions. And the Supreme Court of the United States is about to rule on whether or not certain elements, certain aspects of Roe versus Wade from 1973 are to be upheld or to be overturned. The political polarity is Republicans want it to be overturned. Democrats want it to remain. Republicans say that it means if we overturn it, we're going to preserve life. If we don't overturn it, then we're going to kill more babies. And I think that's a little bit hyperbolic. I think that's a little bit hysterical. I think that's a little bit off base. The Democrats say if we overturn it, we're going to limit health for women. We're going to harm the health of women. We're going to take fundamental rights away from women. We're going to prevent women from exercising their God-given rights of having an abortion. 
To me, that's slightly more hysterical, slightly more hyperbolic, slightly more misleading, slightly more insane than the conservative argument. I personally don't really agree with either. You know, people used to ask those questions. I don't think we can socially ask them anymore. But people used to ask those questions like, well, what do you think of, you know, a controversial subject like abortion? Are you pro or anti? And I'd always say, I'm neither. Well, you got to pick one. No, I don't have to pick one. You give me an individual case, and then I'll pick the individual case. You know, I'll pick the decision. I'll make a decision in the case. Like, a woman was brutally raped. She has proof she was brutally raped. Now she's pregnant. Do I think she should be able to get an abortion personally? Yes, I do. A woman had a one-night stand. She was not raped. It was consensual. Do I think that woman should have an abortion? Should have a right to an abortion? I'm leaning more in the direction of no. That's called a poor life decision. That's your problem, and that's something you need to deal with. However, how about a woman who's married and she gets pregnant and um, she doesn't tell her husband that she's going to go get an abortion and she just goes and does it? Do I think that's right? Absolutely not. As far as I'm concerned, not informing the spouse is, this is my opinion, as far as I'm concerned, that, that, that's, I think, kind of criminal. What about the rights of the man? You know, But that's not allowed to be asked, that question. So depending on the case, I have a different opinion. So no, I'm not pro-life or I'm not, you know, I'm not anti-abortion, okay? I'm not pro-abortion. I'm not anti-abortion. I'm not pro-life. I'm not anti-life. I'm just, let's look at the thing on a case-by-case basis. I think that's the most logical thing to do. And I know that's not allowed in political conversations because if you don't agree with the left, you must be on the right. If you don't agree with the right, you must be on the left. It's like, shut up. All right, shut up. But that's what the word abortion does. It just invokes this reflex. It invokes this emotion. It invokes this hysteria. So the Supreme Court of the United States is about to decide this this case, uh, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. Uh, They've already heard the arguments, and they're supposed to decide on this case relatively soon. And there's a tremendous amount of I'd call it hush news coverage because it's not Ukraine. It's not COVID-19. So it's like a standard old school, classic, traditional, political, divisive topic. It's not one of these popular hybrid topics where we just like obsessively compulsive focus on Zelensky. So the news is reporting it and uh, news outlets are talking about it, but we're not getting, you know, it's not in the top, you know, search result of every uh, search engine. So basically, here's what's happening. This whole week, we've had states that have essentially banned abortion. Governor Ron DeSantis Thursday, this was yesterday, April 14th, signed a measure banning most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. If you're like me and you don't believe what the news tells you, alternative or independent or mainstream, you go find the legislation. I went to find the legislation. I found it. House Bill, Florida, PDF. Florida State, Senate.gov, something to that effect. You'll find it. House Bill 5. Under the law, women can still obtain an abortion if their health is threatened or if their baby has a fatal fetal abnormality. So this article from the Miami Herald is at least honest because it says, with DeSantis's legislation, with his signature, Florida bans most abortions after 15 weeks. Yes, that's, that's a true statement. Most abortions banned after 15 weeks. 
However, there are exemptions if a woman's health is threatened, if there is a fetal abnormality that's fatal, then you can still have an abortion. So when someone says Florida passed a law banning abortions, that's really, really disingenuous, really misrepresentative, and it's really, really ignorant because that's not what the bill does. Just like with the don't say gay bill. That's not what the bill was called. That's not what the bill did. The bill just said that you can't teach kindergartners, first graders, second graders, and third graders about sexually perverse things. And that includes heterosexual sex. That includes homosexual sex. Kindergartners through third grade don't need to be learning about that kind of stuff. The 15-week abortion ban is misrepresented because 15 weeks means that you can still have an abortion before 15 weeks. That includes whether you like to party a lot, whether you're a psychopath who likes to get pregnant to have abortions. There are people like that. Or if you were the victim of rape or incest, they don't need to put that into the law because you can still get an abortion before 15 weeks. This law in Florida only affects 6% on average of the pregnancies that are aborted in the state. So they just misrepresent it. That's what mainstream media, that's what conservative media, that's what liberal media, that's what alternative media, that's what independent media do. And in fact, last night on our show about the snake venom, well, you saw how independent alternative media grossly misrepresents information and facts. And now I've seen, I've seen like three different articles people have sent me from uh, Mike Adams, the health ranger, who I used to really, really like. I don't know what happened to that guy with his Wilcock obsession and the snake venom stuff. And there's just like articles all over his website that are about how, did you know that pills that you're taking, a lot of drugs you're taking to derive from snake venom? Yeah, they always have been. They've, they've used snake venom and animals for, for, for decades and hundreds and hundreds of years to, 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 to derive you know drugs and things like that. It's not a new thing, but that's the alternative media misrepresenting reality, just like the mainstream media. Because apparently, I guess it gets hits or views or whatever. So another misrepresentation is that people are already in Florida panicking. I'm not going to be able to get an abortion. Well, it's not really the average person, okay? It's the media panicking, liberal media in particular. Women aren't going to be able to get an abortion. This is an anti-women attack. Ron DeSantis hates women. You know, it's that kind of thing. But the legislation doesn't actually take effect until July. So if you want to get an abortion after 15 weeks, I mean, there are still restrictions, but you you can do that. You've got, see, May, you've got June, you've got two and a half months to get an abortion. So it, does, it doesn't ban it immediately. So once again, another misrepresentation. Now, prior to this, Florida allowed abortion until the third trimester. That's 24 weeks of pregnancy. So that's still viable. No pun intended. That's still viable until July 1st. The Miami Herald says it's unclear whether the 15-week abortion ban will stand the scrutiny of the courts, and it remains to be seen how it will affect Floridians seeking an abortion. And the Miami Herald article is actually, um, it's, it's, it's a pretty honest and balanced article. That's why I printed it and, and, and wanted to read it to you. It says there are a couple things that you should know. The U.S. Supreme Court could decide Florida's fate soon. The Supreme Court heard the case of Dobbs versus Jackson's Women Health, uh, Jackson Women's Health Organization, and it'll rule based on this uh, Mississippi 15-week abortion ban. Uh, it will determine whether Florida's abortion ban stands as well. But all indication is that the U.S. Supreme Court is probably going to overturn Roe versus Wade to some degree. The Supreme Court could do a number of things in its ruling. It could take the 15-week abortion bans and strike them down, 
Justices could narrowly uphold Mississippi's law allowing similar 15-week bans like Florida's to stand, or the court could overturn the federal precedent set by 1973's Roe v. Wade case and allow states to regulate abortion with little to no federal restrictions. I mean, this is something that, that, that obviously, you know, lawyers and uh, attorneys and uh, politicians and justices of the Supreme Court, these are things that they argue. That's the point of the court system. That's the point of having separate branches of government. That's the point of having a rule of law. When people suggest it's just a right, I have a right to abortion. I don't need anybody to tell me this. And if you don't rule that I have an, a, right, a right to an abortion, then you're not upholding the rule of law. This is my God-given right. It's like, I don't think you understand how law works. I don't think you understand how the courts work. That doesn't mean everything that's in court is positive and beneficial and always right. It's not. But this idea that we can just blindly say, well, I have this right, you don't, so that's the way it is. I mean, that is just beyond anarchy. It's insanity. It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. It's illogical. It's unreasonable. Other states like Kentucky, Texas, and Oklahoma and Arizona have also passed measures banning or all but banning the procedure of abortion. Now, here's something that's really interesting, and this is where we're going to get into the abortion subject that is rarely talked about. I heard that the state of Arizona passed this abortion ban. So I thought, okay, I want to go look that up and I want to see what the so-called, you know, law, this ban, what this actually is and what it does. So I looked it up. Senate Bill 1164. Senate Bill 1164. It says, Gestation and a limit on abortion, medical emergency exception, physician reports, confidentiality, section 36-2322. And it goes through, and I'm not going to read this all to you because I'm, I'm sure that you know, you're not interested in the, the specifics of it, but it, it, it basically says, except in the medical emergency, a physician may not perform and induce or attempt to perform or induce an abortion unless the physician or the referring physician has first made a determination of the probable gestational age of the unborn human being and documented that gestational age in the maternal patient's chart and if required, and it goes on and on and on. So it's like you can't do it, but there's exceptions to it, except in a medical emergency. A physician may not intentionally or knowingly perform, induce, or attempt to perform or induce an abortion if the, and it goes on and on. So I read it because the media here in Arizona was like, the state of Arizona passes abortion ban. They ban all abortions. You can never have an abortion again. And it's like, well, no, actually, there, there are exemptions to the abortion. It's just like when the media got, you know, rock hard over mask mandates. You have to wear a mask. The mandate says so. The governor says so. Um, can I read the executive order? No. Okay, well, I'm going to go find it. Uh, oh, here it is. It says everybody's exempt. Oh, okay, so I'm exempt from it. No, it says it's a mandate. You have to No, it says I'm exempt from it if I choose to be exempt from it. You just have to go read it because the media isn't honest to you. I don't care if you're watching Fox News, Fox and Friends, or you're watching CNN and that clown Brian Stelter or Stelzer or Seltzer, whatever the hell his name is. It doesn't matter which news outlet you're watching. They're all lying to you. Fox News lies to you about the conservative position. CNN lies to you about the liberal position. Neither one of them are providing you any amount of fair and balanced, honest reporting on any subject, especially a subject like abortion. So I went and read the Florida abortion ban, House Bill 5. 
I went and read. I know it's crazy. I Maybe I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. But I went and read Senate Bill 1164. Both allow for exemptions for medical emergencies. Both allow for exemptions under certain conditions. However, what I don't agree with, unless it's written in a way that is hard to understand, which a lot of legal things usually are, one thing I don't understand is why there isn't an exception for things like incest and rape. If the state of Arizona or the state of Florida is saying you can't have an abortion if you've been raped or the victim of incest, personally, if it's that absolute, I don't agree with that. I think you should be able to have an abortion if you are the victim of incest and rape. I suppose the problem with that is people would, I mean, you could test for incest, I'm sure, but for rape, it might be a little more difficult, especially because we have a culture where we should believe women no matter what. And you've got states like California and you've got feminist groups that aren't really feminist groups, but they pretend to be that are like, hey, if you had sex with a guy three months ago and you regret it, now you can report him for rape and we'll investigate it. Like if we're allowing that to be the precedent, then allowing abortions based on rape is kind of kind of a, an up in the air subject then, isn't it? Because any woman could just be like, well, I was raped. So I decided I needed an abortion at 28 weeks. You know, so we need to be, and and this is just kind of a metaphor for any other controversial, divisive subject. I picked abortion tonight because there are so many laws being passed this week in different states. Again, in Florida, in Oklahoma, in Kentucky, in Texas, and in, uh, well, Texas didn't pass it this week. But and in Arizona, all passing abortion bans. But but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Incest and rape. How many women are actually not only the victims, but the victims who get pregnant from incest and from rape? And if you go to the internet and you type it in, how many incest babies, let's say United States, and type that in, and you should be able to pull it up. And uh, you find, along with how many babies are born in the U.S. that are you know, the result of rape, there are 25,000 rape-related pregnancies each year in the United States. And it sounds like a lot. But if you type in how many pregnancies in the U.S. every year, I mean, that's kind of hard to quantify, um, but there is, you know, on, on average, roughly, uh, the estimated number, this is the most recent uh, data, the estimated number of pregnancies in the United States dropped to 6,369,000, 4,131,000 live births, 1,152,000 induced abortions, and 1,087,000 fetal losses. The drop in birth rate since 2007 has also been documented. Yes, we are experiencing a lower birth rate now than we did 10 years ago. It's getting lower and lower and lower and lower. And there's a lot of reasons for that that aren't necessarily negative, and they don't have anything to do with you know eugenics or sterilization. It's just we're becoming wealthier and we're choosing to have less kids. And I mean, some people are choosing to have less kids because of the climate. But the point is, there are literally. Millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of pregnancies every single year in the United States. 25,000 of those 
six million or so are a result of rape. So it could be that legislatures are just, and it's it sounds like a cop out. I'm not I'm I'm not offering them an out. I'm saying that it's possible that legislatures are saying you know their attention. I should say that they're basically looking at this and saying that they're going to focus on the millions of women that are pregnant from, you know, non-rape as opposed to the handful of women who are pregnant from rape. I mean, that doesn't mean that a woman who's raped and the 25,000 people that are raped every year that end up pregnant, there's a lot more people that are raped and men are raped too at a very high rate. So 25,000 women are raped and become pregnant but 6 million plus women become pregnant every year, I think they're more concerned with the 6 million than the 25,000. Once again, just like that question in the 20th century, Mao Zedong killed 60 to 80 million people. Nobody cares. Joseph Stalin slaughtered 30 million. They killed 9 million Ukrainians. Stalin did. The Communist Party did. They starved them to death. They beat them. They tore their organs out. Literally, they ripped people's organs out. Nine million, they call it the Holodomor. Nobody cares. Six million Jews die. It's the most horrible thing that's ever happened in the history of mankind. It doesn't mean six million Jews didn't die. It doesn't mean I hate Jews. It just means why is our focus on six million Jews and not on the hundred plus million people slaughtered from communist rule in the 20th century? Why is our focus and our attention on the 25,000 women who has horrible and terrible and something I can't imagine as it is, who were raped and became pregnant, why is our attention on those women and not on the 6 million women, many of which, you know, many of which are not going to have an abortion because of the 6 million plus, there's about a million, 152,000 abortions, roughly. So about 5 million or so women choose to go ahead with their pregnancies despite another million of them typically losing the pregnancy. So you're looking at like 4 million women that choose to have, that choose to have the babies. So, you know, that's, that's a larger number than the 25,000 women who are raped. That doesn't mean they don't matter. I just think that might be the reason why legislatures are looking at the women that are choosing to keep their babies. And maybe it has to be part of that has to be because, in, you know, in some places, even under Roe versus Wade or, the uh, Casey case in 1992, you still have to, there still are, you know, things that you have to do to be able to get an abortion. You can't just like walk out and say, I want an abortion and you just get it. <laughs> there's a, depending on what state you live in, there's a process you have to go through to do it. So this is more complicated than states ban abortion. They don't care if you were raped. You still have to have the baby. It's more complicated than that. It's more complicated than are you pro-life do you want babies to be born or are you anti-life? Well, I don't think if you're pro a woman who's raped getting an abortion, that makes you anti-life. You know, plus a woman who's raped or one who's the, the victim of incest who has a child. I feel like that would kind of be, you know, in a sense to Christian people in particular, that'd be kind of like unholy, wouldn't it? I mean, if it's it's not it's not the the result of two people who love each other coming together and, and having a child. It's someone who was raped perhaps brutally raped, tortured, someone who was the victim of incest. That doesn't seem like a gift from God. But apparently Christians can't see that either. And and here's another thing. In Florida, House Bill 5, banning abortions after 15 weeks, 
If you look at the details in 2021, the specifics, the statistics, Florida saw 80,000 abortions performed in 2021. 4,800 of those occurred in the second trimester after 12 weeks of pregnancy. So that means the media has once again misrepresented the facts and the details. Just like the difference between about 4 million women who choose to have their babies, some of them might be prevented from abortion laws from having them, so they, they have them anyway, about a million or so abortions every year, official. And then 25,000 women who are raped and then get pregnant from it, and not all of them carry the baby to term anyway. It's a very small percentage of women who are raped, carry the baby to term, and have the baby. So why is our attention only on the rape victims? Because it's a horrifying thing? Because it's, it's really kind of, it's just, it's repulsive and disgusting that people would treat another human being like that? Is it, is it because of that? The emotion of it? Why in Florida are people concerned over the abortion ban up to 15 weeks? After that, you can't have an abortion. When 6% of all abortions performed in Florida last year were after the 15-week mark. You're only banning 6% of abortions. Okay, 94% of abortions take place before the the 12-week mark. So, 12 to 15-week mark. So, do, do you see what I mean? In Florida, it's like they're banning abortions, they're banning women's rights. No, they're not. They're saying you can't have an abortion after 15 weeks. And virtually all abortions, 94% of them in Florida in 2021 were performed before the 15-week mark. So it doesn't ban you from having those abortions. But very few people have the apparent ability when asked that question, are you pro-life or anti-life, you know, basically is the implication, which I think is a fallacy and wrong, or the other side of the spectrum says, are you pro-women's rights or are you anti-women's rights? And it's like, well, that's also very hyperbolic and that doesn't, you know, help us out in the conversation, the discussion either. But if, if you're focused on 25,000 women, many of which who will not carry the baby to term who have been raped, that's something that, yes, should be addressed. But again, the 15-week abortion ban doesn't actually ban rape and incest abortions before 15 weeks. You can still have an abortion if you've been raped or the victim of incest, or maybe you like to party too much, like I said earlier, then you can still have an abortion before 15 weeks. I'd imagine if you look at Kentucky, here in Arizona, you'd find the same thing, that most abortions take place before what this ban is going to to restrict. In Florida, only 6% of abortions occurred in the second trimester after the 12 weeks of pregnancy, which means virtually no abortions are going to be banned in the state of Florida. Just 6% would be banned based on 2021 numbers. And, uh, you know, some people might ask, if you can't make a decision to have an abortion by, by 15 weeks, then, you know, you've made a decision. You're going to have the baby. 15 weeks is, I mean, most people know they're pregnant by 15 weeks, all right? That's that's about half, you know, coming on half the pregnancy, you know, coming on half the pregnancy, not half the pregnancy, but coming on to half the pregnancy, you know? So what is uh, what is the deal here? What is happening here? Why, why, why are we, we're always, we're always, 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 always being sold the exact opposite of reality by both sides. And that's something that's really concerning. doesn't matter if it's Texas, Kentucky, Florida, Oklahoma, 
here's another question for you. You know, I just was, I was thinking, Justice Clarence Thomas, who's the senior member on the Supreme Court, he's disagreed with Roe versus Wade. He disagreed with the, uh, one of his first big cases was Planned Parenthood of Southeast Pennsylvania versus Casey in 1992. He dissented in that. And, uh, you know, he's a conservative black man who Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez said should be thrown out of the Supreme Court, you know, because she's a racist, communist piece of trash. And, uh, you know, he's now going to be able to determine the viability of abortion laws federally in the United States with this new, you know, Mississippi case, Dobbs versus Jackson uh, Women's Health Organization. And I, I find it funny because black folks are the biggest victim of abortion. Did you know that? African Americans are making up about 12 to 14% of the population, yet they receive 30 plus percent of all the abortions in this country. It's a lot of abortions. That's something we're going to talk about a little bit more in the next segment. There's a lot more after this, and I hope that you see the perspective and the context that I'm trying to provide you. This is not pro or anti anything. I'm trying, if, if anything, it's pro asking questions. I'm pro a new perspective. I want to try to figure things out and not be sold these divisive ideas by the left or the right. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. There's more after this. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the montage archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. 
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. This is David John Oates from reversespeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. If you're listening on one of the radio and podcast players, please leave us a review. Let us know what you think about the show. Yes, if you're listening in the free archive, there are monetized advertisements. You don't need to leave me a review telling me there's ads in the show. I know there's ads in the show. It's monetized. If you want to get rid of those ads, you can subscribe to our archive on our website to get access to all of our shows without those ads, the montage archive, the digital books, access to the show before it airs when it's pre-recorded, and you'll get a free copy if you subscribe for one year to one of my books, free shipping in the United States. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.com. Info. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. You can also email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. rdgable at yahoo.com. And check us out on social media, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Behind the scenes videos on Patreon, t shirts on TeePublic. And of course, my books are separate on the website. You can buy those books, digital or physical, and uh, request an autograph if you'd like. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Those of you who have bought a book, who have subscribed, who email me and let me know what you think of the show. I really appreciate it because if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be doing this. I would just be going crazy not having a place to vent uh, with all the things that I read and learn. And hopefully the things that I can provide you as an audience with a different perspective on. For example, tonight I decided let's end the week with the subject of abortion for a lot of different reasons. Number one, on Tuesday this week, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt signed a law passed by the GOP-controlled legislature that made it illegal to perform an abortion in the state except in medical emergencies, threatening those who do so with up to $100,000 in fines and 10 years in prison. Unless blocked by a court, like similar legislation passed previously in other states, the law will go into effect this summer. On Wednesday this week, Republicans in Kentucky state legislature overrode a veto from Democrat Governor Andy Bessier and implemented their own restrictions that abortion providers in the state say effectively outlaw the procedure there. The law bans abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy and does not provide exceptions for incest or rape. Provisions in the law include making it illegal 
to mail abortion pills, tightening abortion access for minors, and requiring the state to push uh, to push like the information, uh, the names, etc., and the addresses of all physicians who perform the abortions into a published database. Now, all of these laws, including those signed in Arizona, including those signed in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis signed a similar law yesterday on Thursday. So we had Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Oklahoma, Kentucky, and Florida. We had Texas last year, and then we've had other states that are preparing these these uh, abortion bans. And we have right now the Supreme Court preparing to provide a, de- a decision in the case of Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization in Mississippi and uh, determining if the 15-week abortion ban is going to stand, which will, of course, affect all these other states. Now, abortion is such a controversial topic that simply Uttering the word abortion invokes all these reflex, pre-programmed, copy-and-paste, computer-like responses. They're reflex, political, emotional, and often hysterical reactions from all polarities. You can't kill babies. Or I want to kill babies. Or people that are maybe a little bit more balanced that say, well... I don't necessarily agree with abortion, but if that's what you want to do, that's something you have to live with. I don't necessarily agree with abortion, but there are some cases that people probably should be allowed to have an abortion. Like That's not an argument that you hear very often because most people respond in one or another pre-programmed ways. Now, with the Supreme Court about to decide this, uh, this case of Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, it could potentially overturn part or all of Roe versus Wade in 1973. And of course, pro-abortion advocates have lost their minds. I'd also submit that anti-abortion advocates have very little mind left to lose themselves. But the point is, Roe versus Wade does not guarantee you a right to abortion, despite the fact what a lot of people will tell you. Roe versus Wade does not give you an absolute right to abort a baby. It does say that the courts are not able to define what a person is making the fetus since it's not a person making the fetus vulnerable to abortion since it's not a person, it's not protected by the Constitution, it has no rights so you can abort it, but the states still have a compelling interest in protecting you know, human life after viability. And the government can do certain things federally and other things it can't do. You know, not necessarily in an absolute way like a lot of proponents or even people that disagree with Roe versus Wade suggest. Both sides of the argument are very, very skewed. The right of a woman to terminate pregnancy prior to the third trimester is the right granted by the Supreme Court decision in Roe versus Wade. The government may not prohibit abortions prior to viability, and that regulation had to meet strict scrutiny when that was the case. Now, this was 20 years later. This was expanded on and, and made more concrete 
in Planned Parenthood of Southeast Pennsylvania versus Casey in 1992. Now, this was a, a discussion, this was a case over a law restricting abortion with informed consent waiting periods, including parental and spousal notification. And the court said, you can have the 24-hour waiting period, you can have extra notice, you can have informed consent, you just can't have spousal consent. So the spouse doesn't have to consent to the abortion. The state cannot place an undue burden or a substantial obstacle quote, undue burdens, quote, substantial obstacle in the path of a woman seeking an abortion of a non-viable fetus. That's different than a viable fetus. So if you read what the Supreme Court's decisions were, you find out that, well, the Democrats aren't honest and the Republicans aren't fully honest. Neither side's being honest. Roe versus Wade doesn't absolutely mean you can't have an abortion. It doesn't absolutely mean states don't have a right to regulate abortion. In fact, the Texas this horrible Texas law that was passed, which relies on citizens to sue over the, the act of abortion, Senate Bill 8, this was ruled as well, essentially being constitutional because it, 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 I mean, you can call it a loophole, but it relies on citizens to do the, the dirty work. It gives the citizen, basically deputizes the citizens to sue over, you know, issues of abortion. And, it apparently falls within the state's rights, even under Roe versus Wade and Casey in 1992 to regulate on a state level abortion to some degree. And I thought it was so strange that um, when I covered this before, because I did a sh- I've done like two abortion shows in my radio career. This is the third one. One of them was just a news show. We talked about it. The other show was called Abort Mission. Uh, tonight is called Bloody Good Friday. It is Good Friday. Uh, abortion of these proceeds go to Satan because that's what I believe a lot of people that are pro-abortion actually, you know, they just want to kill uh, in the same way that a lot of people who are like, we're pro-LGBTQ. Uh, you don't give a damn about LGBTQ. You give a damn about advancing your political agenda and accessing children who are vulnerable and sponges to soak up your filth and perversity. So I discussed this um, this October abortion protest that was taking place in Rochester, New York, when I was living there. This is last October. And uh, there were a bunch of these women's marches that just spontaneously sprang up around the United States. And, um, you know, protesters had the classical signs, hands off our bodies, my body, my choice. You know, that changes when it comes to vaccines and booster shots and masks and all that stuff. But thousands of healthcare workers who were heroes, you know, of course, and Students who were fired or unenrolled because they believe their bodies warranted them that liberty interest of not being forced to take medical treatment, you know, they, that's different. Okay, my body, my choice means I can have an abortion, but it also means I'm going to force you to put a cloth over your face. But uh, the, the, the point here is they had this protest in Rochester, New York, over a bill in Texas and when they were protesting, it did what they were saying in Rochester. I was I was there, had nothing to do with the bill in Texas. They were like, "Stop Texas from taking away a woman's constitutionally protected right to have an abortion," and that's not even what the bill did. They're like, they they overturned Roe versus Wade. No, they didn't overturn Roe versus Wade. Okay, it's it's a it's a bill in the in the Texas Senate that allows citizens to sue on matters of abortion. And there's a tremendous amount of exemptions and, 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 and jargon and legal terminology in there 
It's a lot more complicated than Texas says that citizens can sue over abortion. That means they overturn Roe versus Wade. We want Roe versus Wade. It's like, well, if you want Roe versus Wade, and this was the argument I made on the show, the show was called Abort Mission. These, they were like, we we support Roe versus Wade, and I, I was thinking like, you support Roe versus Wade, then you should support this this bill in Texas because Texas has a right to regulate abortion under Roe versus Wade and under Casey, as long as it doesn't produce an undue burden, as long as it doesn't produce a substantial obstacle, allowing citizens to sue, allowing for civil action under Senate Bill 8 is not a violation of the Supreme Court's decision in 1973 or 1992. But all these abortion advocates, oh, no, we love abortion. We want to have Roe versus Wade. Well, Roe versus Wade gives Texas the right to do what you're protesting. It's just outrageous, the idiocy. It's just outrageous, the the the, the ignorance. So with, with all of this happening, you know, Texas does this last year. Florida is banning abortions after 15 weeks. That was yesterday on Thursday. Kentucky's legislature banned it on Wednesday. And Tuesday, Oklahoma's governor signed a law that does essentially the same thing. Now, I went and I read part of the Florida bill, House Bill 5. I went and I read part of Senate Bill 1164. That's from Arizona my state, I already had read Senate Bill 8, which is essentially Texas is allowed to do it under Roe versus Wade and more so under Casey because it's not placing an undue burden on women. Um, then, uh, remember we had some other states that have, um, well, there are other states that are Republican are definitely going to do the same thing, especially if uh, the Supreme Court decides that in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization that uh, all or part of Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned, then uh, we'll have we'll have a lot of other states that are going to do the same thing. So the problem here is if Roe versus Wade is overturned and it's just open season on abortion, you're going to get a lot of crazy nut job right wing Christian hacks that are just going to freaking slaughter. No pun intended. They're going to slaughter any woman's ability to get an abortion, regardless if it's incest, if it's rape, or it's some weird, you know, uh, Jeffrey Epstein-like experiment in New Mexico where they had breeders and they were just breeding children with his breeding with women with his sperm to create a super race. That's USA Today. If you don't believe me, look that up. USA Today. He wanted to freeze his penis, you know, like his penis is Walt Disney or something. He wanted to freeze his penis. And, you know, impregnate hundreds of women with a sperm to create an Uber race. You know, it's just total. It's like the Liebensborn program. So the Republicans are just going to go bat crazy on this if Roe versus Wade is overturned. So in a way, like I'm hoping maybe Roe versus Wade isn't overturned. But but at the same time, I'm also thinking, well, I kind of hope some of it is overturned. What parts? I don't know, because it's more complicated than just you have an abortion. You can have an abortion pro-life anti-life i don't want i don't like i hate it like i really hate it i hate the arrogance of democrats i hate the arrogance of oh sure i'll kill my babies if i want to i just don't understand like if you get let's talk about you know the birds and the bees when women and men have sex and a woman gets pregnant 
it's not like her fingernails growing. What I mean by that is my finger, like personally, my fingernails grow. I got to clip them every week. All right. It's a pretty simple procedure. I get the fingernail clippers. I clip the fingernails. They're done. I'm done in like a minute. All right. A baby takes a long time to grow. All right. I know that a lot of Democrats don't like science anymore, but a baby takes a while to grow. You know, it takes nine months for that baby to grow and then for that baby to be born. All right. So my issue here is, yeah, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, Republicans are just going to lose it and they're just going to go all in and they're just going to start slaughtering any option, any avenue not all Republicans, but a lot are going to go and just slaughter any option, any avenue, a woman who's a victim of incest, rape, etc. No one's going to have access to abortion anywhere in a Republican state if Roe versus Wade is overturned, if states can make that decision. Not all states. I think that, you know, what's been passed in Florida is reasonable by DeSantis. I think, if, you know, if, if in Kentucky and Oklahoma, if it's very similar there, I haven't read through all their legislation, but I think that's a reasonable thing. 15 weeks. I mean, it's kind of arbitrary, but you know, I think that's a that's a cutoff more to the benefit of 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 the of the baby growing and to the mother who's going to have the abortion because if you wait longer, at, at, you know, before it was twenty four weeks in Florida. If you wait up to twenty four weeks, you get to a point where you start to feel the baby a lot more. So when you have that abortion, a lot of women, just like all the people that have sex chain surgery, a lot of people become really depressed suicidal, commit suicide, and have lasting psychological problems because they had life growing in them and they had it ripped out of them a lot of time for a politically motivated anti-human ideology that masquerades as women's rights and liberalism. And once again, the 15-week abortion ban does not stop a woman who's raped from having an abortion. She can have an abortion before 15 weeks. You'll know you're pregnant before 15 weeks if you're the victim of rape or incest. But we don't care about those women we don't inform women that there's severe psychological complications to this. You were born, literally, you were born to be a vessel for new life, to be a womb, to give life to a human being. That's a sacred and divine thing. So when you take that life away, I mean, I'm sure it's a different psychological condition when you've been raped or when you've been the victim of incest. But once again... When women are having that abortion, why are some women getting an abortion? Because they go to places like Planned Parenthood, which is a eugenics organization. It used to be the Birth Control Society. And a lot of women are being encouraged to have the abortions. You're too young. You don't have your life together yet. You don't have a good job. You don't have someone to take care of the baby. You know, when you're not home, you don't have a husband. So you should get an abortion. And what you find is a lot of women are being encouraged to get abortions in the same way that a lot of kids, a lot of young people are being encouraged to have their genitals mutilated. You see a parallel and a pattern here. Most people are not LGBTQ. And if you are, you'll figure it out. And that's how you'll live your life. And you don't need to scream about it. Okay. Most people don't actively wake up every day and say, I want to have an abortion. Babies take a long time to, to grow. So, I mean, if someone is saying, I want to have an abortion. I mean, they're, they're, I've known sick people who literally get pregnant to have an abortion. Those are the people, like tonight's subtitle of the show, that make me say things like, abortion of these proceeds go to Satan. Because there really are people like that who try to exploit 
the law and women's rights or the perception of women's rights so they intentionally get pregnant just to have an abortion. That's sick. And there really are people like that. A lot of people, though, aren't like that. And a lot of people are scared. A lot of young girls are scared and don't know what to do. So they go to Planned Parenthood, they go family planning, and then they're encouraged to have an abortion. And then Planned Parenthood sells the body parts, which we've known for years and years now. And then that woman, without really having you know much of a perspective, much context, much information, suffers lasting psychological damage and even physical damage. And then maybe she can't actually have a child later when she decides to because her insides are torn up, which is usually what happens. So here's the bottom line. I don't side with conservatives or liberals, okay? But abortion of these proceeds absolutely do go to Satan because you have psychopaths that want to have an abortion just to have an abortion. You have psychopaths that want other people to have abortions under the name of, under the guise of women's rights and liberalism and progressive and constitutional rights. And that's just insanity and that's sick. But if you ask me if a woman's raped and it's provable and she's pregnant, most of those women don't even carry the babies to term. Should she have an abortion? Probably. But state legislatures aren't necessarily looking at that. And I'm not saying that this is an excuse. I'm saying I think the reason they're not looking at the rape and the incest is because only 25,000 women a year are impregnated through rape. There are millions of other pregnancies, millions and millions and millions of other pregnancies. And a lot of those women are encouraged with free health care to have an abortion because, well, you don't have a good job. You're living at home with your parents. You don't have a boyfriend or a husband. Just, just give us the baby. And that, to me, is sick. That, to me, is basically abortion affirmation. It's like gender affirmation or trans affirmation. Well, no, no, you're definitely a boy. Oh, you're definitely a girl. Here's puberty blockers. Here's hormone therapy. Here is a referral to have your breasts removed and your, or your genitals removed. Here is a referral to have the abortion and uh, we'll take care of that baby for you. I promise you that, miss. We'll take care of that baby for you. We'll keep them comfortable. As the psychopathic Virginia governor said, we'll keep them comfortable. So I hope that some people can admit that some people are psychotic. Some people are evil. And some people are, in essence, performing acts of child sacrifice for money or to please the demons in their head. And they want this to be the norm because they want to encourage it, just like in that movie Bird Box, where that psychopath controlled by those alien demon things, he comes into the house and he rips the paper down and he forces them to look at the evil. That's what a lot of people are doing. They want you to look at the evil. They want you to have that abortion. And uh, there really are people like this. There really are psychopaths that want to kill babies for their own pleasure for the pleasure of the demons in their head, or for the pleasure of Satan. And that's not a Christian perspective. There really are psychopaths like that, in the same way that there are people who really do truly believe that if a woman is brutally raped, brutally the victim of incest, she should not be allowed to have an abortion, period. Now, that's not what the laws do in Florida. That's not what the laws do in other states that ban abortion after 15 weeks. You can still have an abortion after rape. You can still have an abortion after incest before 15 weeks. That's plenty of time to know you're pregnant, plenty of time to get an abortion. But see, the reality is, and I want this just to be a soundbite for you, people upholding Roe versus Wade as an absolute right from 1973 until today that they have that absolute right to an abortion clearly did not read 
the court's decision because it also provides exemptions and exceptions to that quote-unquote right. And the subsequent case in 1992 of Planned Parenthood in Pennsylvania versus Casey reaffirmed these decisions and stated that a state can actually put restrictions, including additional notifications, waiting periods, etc., so long as the state's restrictions do not place a, quote, undue burden on the women seeking abortion. Now, these are facts. These are facts that Republicans and Democrats either don't understand or they choose not to understand them. They get them, they understand them, but they choose to pretend like they don't understand them. And every time the media this week, and I'm sure it'll be Legion this weekend, tells you that Republicans are trying to stop women from having abortions here in Arizona. The liberal media in particular has said the Arizona abortion ban prevents women who have had, you know, they've had these horrible experiences. They've been raped. They've been the victim of incest. That it prevents them from getting an abortion. Not true. They can get an abortion up to 15 weeks. And again, I think this actually benefits the woman getting the abortion because now they don't have to fill that far more fully developed fetus kicking and moving around inside of them. And when you have that fetus ripped out of you, it not only damages the physical body, once you've had some women one, some women maybe two or three abortions, you might not ever be able to have kids again. But it also affects the mental state. And then at some point, if you can't have kids, that has an even more detrimental effect on the mental state not just initially from the abortion, but because now you're defective and now you regret those decisions in the same way that people that have their breasts cut off, their penises removed, their vaginas sewed up, usually regret having those things done. They become suicidal. That's why on top of the puberty blockers and the hormone drugs, giving these things to kids before their brains fully develop at about 24, 25 years old to make those kinds of critical decisions, and then also removing the parents from these decisions of both Gender and sexual changes with the drugs and the surgery and the affirmation psychologically and with the abortion, they're very, very similar. I mean, you've got some really sick people that are using trans rights and using women that have been raped. Once again, using people that are victims, using people that are extreme ultra minorities. There's only 25,000 women in the United States a year on average who actually get raped and who get pregnant, and very, very few of them bring those babies to term because the body naturally rejects it, focusing on that ultra-tiny minority to make essentially what amounts to a social or a financial profit. I think that's why Planned Parenthood in particular is really upset. I really do. I think that's why they're really upset. Not a single law actually bans the abortion for rape or incest. You have three and a half months to get the abortion. But what's happening is pro-abortion groups, I think, are mad because they won't be able to take more fully developed babies, sell them, sacrifice them, and use them for experimentation. And besides, in places like Florida, the abortion ban, as it stands, only would ban 6% of last year's abortions. It basically doesn't affect any abortions. It's a non-issue hyped politically to divide people. That's all that it is. And you're hearing about it here on The Secret Teachings because I want you to see that even though it might be a political topic, there's always another way to look at it. I'm trying to bring you balance. I'm trying to bring you a little bit of objectivity. I hope that you enjoyed the show tonight. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Stay with us. Please subscribe to the archive. Please grab a book. 
If you have any questions, email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. We'll be back. Broadcasting from the edge of thought and consciousness, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. You know what really confuses me about the subject of abortion is, politically speaking, those that are the biggest proponents and supporters of abortion and, of course, Planned Parenthood never can recognize that Planned Parenthood used to be the birth control society, that Planned Parenthood is founded on the ideology of eugenics, and that these same individuals are some of the biggest proponents of groups like Black Lives Matter whose goal it was to dismantle the traditional Western prescribed family structure 
when black communities already have a decimated family unit, and these are the same people that, as they support black lives, don't acknowledge that the number one killer of black folks outside of heart disease, outside of AIDS, outside of violent crime, outside of accidents, actually, not only outside of those things, but combining all those things together, the largest killer of black people is abortion. To me, that's confusing. As a Democrat, I'm pro-abortion, I'm pro-black lives, and I support Planned Parenthood, but Planned Parenthood kills more babies than your imaginary white supremacy. But I'm still pro-abortion, I'm still pro-Planned Parenthood, I'm still pro-all these things because that's my ideology. About a third, 30 to 40 percent, I've seen numbers as high as 40 percent, 30 to 40 percent, about a third of all abortions in the United States are of black babies. Now, that's just black babies. That doesn't include other ethnicities, other racial minorities. It's interesting because black folks make up between 12 and 14 percent of the U.S. population. They account for those that get abortions, 30 percent of the overall abortion numbers for the whole country. That's a very large percent, is it not? In fact, it's not just abortion statistically. It's actually that the Planned Parenthood facilities, about 62% of them, are placed within walking distance of most high African-American population centers. 102 out of 165, it's about 62%, of these facilities are located in areas with high African-American populations or they are placed in targeted neighborhoods. The same is true for Hispanic neighborhoods. Planned Parenthoods are placed there as well. African-American black women make up a small percent of the overall female population compared to other races, ethnicities, etc., and yet they account for 30% of all abortions? That's a lot of abortions. Why is that happening? You know, or you could look at it from this perspective, as of the most recent census, 41.99 million people in the United States are black. A smaller percentage of that, it's about 21 million, so it's about half that, are black women. Not every single black woman has a baby, but of those that get pregnant and have an abortion, of about 13 to 14% of the population, about half that, about 7% of the whole population, black women account for 30% of all abortions. That's a large number of abortions. That's a lot of black babies dying. So why don't progressive, pro-black, pro-Planned Parenthood people see the contradiction? It's probably the same reason that anti-abortion, hardcore, right-wing, conservative Christians can't recognize that when a woman is raped, she should probably be able to have an abortion. Not absolutely, but under that circumstance, that probably should be considered, uh, I don't know if I'd call it a right, but if we're going to allow abortions, I, I think that woman should have that right to have that abortion. But you have to be careful because 
places like California and other states and, you know, just the overall cultural ideas and themes that are circulating are that if a woman has sex with a guy uh, a year ago and decides, hey, I, I regret that. I can't believe I slept with that guy. Well, now she can report him and say he raped me. So we got to be really careful with with what we allow, and what we don't allow. That's the whole point of having, you know, discussions. That's the whole point of having, uh, you know, multiple branches of government. I just, you know, I was at the the farmer's market last week, and I'm going to go again this weekend. And um, I overheard this guy talking, and I I really just, I can't be around these people. Like, they make me so, it's not even angry. It's just like, I, I, I've, I've never heard people that are so dumb and so proud of being dumb. This guy was like yelling at this woman. They, they were having a, a consensual conversation, but he was like yelling. He was like, this is not a democracy. You're right. This is not, America is not a democracy. It's a dictatorship. And I'm thinking, oh, this is good. What, what, what is this guy saying? He's like, California has more people. They have two senators. Rhode Island only has two senators. That's not fair. Just like that angry, aggressive, arrogant, liberal argument, attitude, you know, tone. And I'm thinking, is this guy serious? You, you, you purport to be an advocate of democracy, and you don't understand that California also has a lot more Congress people based on population than Rhode Island. There's a, a, a dual by legislature, so psychopaths like you aren't in the White House. Psychopaths like you in California can't just say, all right, we pick the president. They're going to do exactly what we say because they're of our party. Uh, there's a separation of powers, dip S. There's a separation of powers, dip crap. There's a separation of powers because psychos like you want to do everything that you want to do and you want other people who disagree with you to be silenced and shut up, hell, even imprisoned. And that idea is so dangerous and such an antithesis to the idea of free speech and free expression and free movement and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that when we start talking about something like abortion, the same ideology filters into it. It's like we should allow abortion for women's rights. And then when you get people to be like, yeah, yeah, women's rights, women's rights. Okay, then you allow abortion. And then when you allow abortion, basically you have Planned Parenthood facilities that are encouraging women to get abortions. Women that otherwise might not have gotten an abortion. You know, when you have a child, I've known several women that they've had a child, and because they had a child, they actually got their life together. They might be struggling, but they got their life together because they had a baby. That can be a positive, beneficial thing. Are you saying we should force women to keep the baby they don't want? No, I'm saying that we should go back to the beginning. Why did the woman get pregnant to begin with? Lack of information? Lack of responsibility? Does this mean that the government can just wipe away, can just make the slate clean and white every time a person makes a mistake? The government should bail every person out financially when they get ripped off in a David Wilcock-level scam. The government should bail every woman out who regrets getting married and having sex and having kids. I mean, that eventually suggests, we keep creeping toward this, that once your child is born, if you decide, well, I'm not going to be able to provide them with the right life, We'll just suffocate the child. I mean, there have been people that have proposed that. There's groups that propose that. You should be able to kill your kid up to three. My son's three, you psychopath. What kind of person could even suggest something like that? You ever seen a kid? Look how innocent, how beautiful, how creative, how honest, how divine, and you want to kill that kid? Let's admit this, okay? Let's admit this together. Some people are psychotic. 
Some people are evil. Some people want to perform modern versions of human sacrifice in the name of women's rights. An abortion of these proceeds go to Satan. And conservatives, I feel, take that concept way out of context and are like, yeah, if you were raped, yeah, you still got to have the baby. Oh, you're a victim of incest? That's actually your dad's kid? Okay, you still got to have the baby. That's insane. That's insane. But then again, how many women are actually raped and have children? It's an incredibly small percentage compared to the millions of women who are pregnant who might not have an abortion if they weren't encouraged to have an abortion from Planned Parenthood. It's a very small percentage. In fact, it's about 25,000 women who are raped and get pregnant, and a small percentage of them have the kids, have the babies. Some, some choose to. But when you compare that to the millions of pregnant women, many of which might have the baby if they weren't encouraged not to, then we have to start thinking about abortion laws and you know what can be restricted and what, what, what can't be restricted. Because if you're saying, well, women could get raped, so they, they should be able to have an abortion, I, I agree with that conceptually. But what's the circumstance? Was she actually raped or did she just decide because she is a liberal progressive nightmare that she regrets having sex with the guy so she wants to get an abortion? You know, or there are some people that, I mean, they're, I mean, I listen, my fiance has known girls like this. I've met women like this that are that just, they're, they're like rat, they're like demons. And they literally want to get pregnant to have an abortion. My, I, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what the girl's name is, but but Hope has told me that she's got a friend who's had like three, four, five abortions or something. It's like maybe it like four abortions, and now she wants to have kids, and she can't really have kids because her insides are totally mutilated. And what does that sound like to you? That sounds just like LGBTQ gender, all this other trans affirmation stuff, right? It means that you go into the doctor, you go into the psychiatrist, psychologist, psychiatrist, and they encourage you with whatever delusion you're suffering from to be the opposite sex. They give you the gender affirmation therapy. They give you the hormone drugs. They give you the puberty blockers. And then maybe in some extreme cases, without even parental consent, you get all those things, and then you can have your breasts removed and or your genitals removed, your penis removed, or have your you know genitals mutilated in some way, shape, or form. And that's all before you graduate high school. That's all before your brain fully develops. Hell, you can do that before you can smoke cigarettes. You can do that before you can drink alcohol. You can do that before you can join the military. You can do that before you can rent a car, you know? And uh, then you get old enough and you decide, well, I made a mistake. I'd like to actually have kids. Well, too late. You cut your breasts off. Too late. You sewed your vagina up. Too late. You cut your penis off. The first guy who had sexual surgery that was a reassignment surgery, he had his penis cut off. He came back and literally asked if it could be reattached. Where did that happen? The communist, filthy cesspit that was Weimar, Germany in the early 1920s. Early to mid-1920s. So it kind of sounds similar, right? Sure, a woman is raped. She should have an abortion. Circumstantial, of course. All based on circumstances, but... Only 25,000 women get pregnant from rape every year. A small percentage of them have the babies anyway. A lot of those pregnancies they lose because the body rejects it for one reason or another, conscious, subconscious, unconscious. The body rejects it because it's wrong. It's naturally rejecting it. 
Some women choose to go ahead and have the baby. Those are the ones that they don't like what happened to them, but they accept it and they, they have that belief and they, should, they have a right to that belief. No one's forcing you to get the abortion. But I think, this is just my view, I think a lot of legislators are saying, look, what's happening here is people are being encouraged to get an abortion. And if that's the argument, I agree. That, that would be my argument. People are being encouraged to get an abortion. So Planned Parenthood, yeah, they provide you with family planning, but they also encourage women to get abortions at a very high rate. And that leads to what? Well, it leads to the selling of body parts. We've seen that, right? We've seen the selling of body parts. Did you see the partial birth abortions, the, 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 the fetuses that were turned over to authorities in Washington? Do you see that stuff in the news? Congress is going to open up an investigation into it. And right now, abortion is essentially you know legal. And under Roe versus Wade, it's a lot more easy to get an abortion in most places, even in states that have the 15-week abortion ban. That doesn't mean you can't get an abortion. It just means that you can't get it after 15 weeks. Just like with the don't say gay bill. You can't teach kids about anything. No, you just can't teach kindergartners through third grade about fisting each other and about how to have sex with each other. And you can't show them pornography. That, that seems reasonable. Oh, they're banning abortion. Well, they're banning abortion after 15 weeks. If anything, that actually helps a woman, you could argue, because it limits the psychological trauma that occurs, regardless if you're pro-abortion or not, after you get the abortion. Well, they don't allow for rape. Well, maybe they should allow for rape. Now, maybe they're not concerned about that. Maybe they're concerned about the millions of babies that are aborted unnecessarily because Planned Parenthood wants to make some cash because the people that run these groups are eugenicists that want to exterminate the population. Margaret Sanger was a eugenicist exterminist. Bill Gates and his father are eugenicist exterminists. They funded and set up Planned Parenthood. It was originally the Birth Control Society. I'm sure most of you know that. So maybe we have people concerned that Planned Parenthood is encouraging abortions, that others are encouraging abortions, get pregnant, have an abortion, get pregnant. And what does that do? That doesn't just have a a short-term or a long-term psychological effect. It has a physiological effect, too. Some women after one abortion, but most women, if they've had more than one abortion, they can't get pregnant again. It's like, let's just be honest. F whoever you want, get pregnant, have an abortion, do it again, get pregnant, have an abortion, do it again, get pregnant, have an abortion, do it again, get pregnant. And then you realize, well, I don't want to just sleep around anymore. I actually want to have a meaningful relationship. You get in a relationship. Oops, can't get pregnant. Why? Well, you had six abortions. Your insides are scrambled. So you can't, ha- you can't have a baby now. What about the psychological trauma there? Is that, is that part of the informational packet that they give women? Or are they just like, you know, you won't be able to hang out with your friends anymore. And it would, it's going to be a lot harder to scroll through Instagram when you have a baby crying. So just, just have an abortion, okay? And then we'll take care of the body parts and you can go home free and you'll never have to worry about kids, okay? And it's just, I, that, I, that's got to be what it is. I think that's what they're doing. And once again, the people that are supporting it, I support Planned Parenthood. How dare you don't support women's rights? Well, actually, I think it would be more of a protection on women's rights to restrict abortion to a certain point. No, no state is saying at the moment that I've read, I mean, DeSantis didn't pass a law, didn't sign a law that said you can never have an abortion ever again. You just can't have one after 15 weeks. 
I think that actually psychologically benefits the woman who chooses to have an abortion because it's not like you can feel the baby kicking at 28, 29 weeks and you can have it ripped out. No, this is the baby's not fully formed. It's like 40 weeks to, 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 till birth, right? So 15 weeks is coming up on the halfway point. The baby's not fully formed yet. So, and the mother's not like, like giant, you know, exploding and popping. So it has less of an effect on the body. Keep your hands off my body has less of an effect on the body and has less of an effect on the mind and the psychology of the woman. Maybe she doesn't have to remember for the rest of her life that baby kicking and then she has it ripped out because she wants to go to parties and doesn't, she's not ready for a kid. I think it actually benefits women. You know who I think's pissed about this? I think Planned Parenthood is pissed about this. Why? Because now they're not going to get the fully formed fetus to rip out, play with in the little dish that they have, and then throw into a little container and sell it to some company to experiment on. That's why they don't want these abortion bans. That's why the media is dishonest about it, because it doesn't really ban abortion. It just it bans abortion after a certain period of time. Although there are crazy Republicans who wants a woman who's been raped to carry the baby to term anyway, these laws do not do that. You just can't have an abortion after 15 weeks. There's plenty of time to have an abortion before 15 weeks if you were raped or the victim of incest. I mean, hell, even Roe versus Wade, you know, wh whether that's looked at from the federal or the state, it, it doesn't prevent states from regulating abortion. It, it, it doesn't, you know, say that you have to get an abortion. It doesn't mean states can't regulate it. It doesn't mean there aren't restrictions to it. It's just all misrepresented. You know, Oklahoma, uh, Kentucky, Texas, Florida, Arizona, they're, they're not outright banning abortion. Texas's SB 8 is actually in line with Supreme Court decisions and, and case law. But pro-abortion advocates don't understand that because they're psychotic, just like a lot of anti-abortion advocates who are like, no abortions ever. Well, what about if a woman's raped? Shouldn't she be able to get an abortion? I agree, she should be, but under certain circumstances. What, how do you define rape? you got to classify that. How do you define incest? Can you classify that? I mean, where's the incest coming from? Could it be all the pornography? Could it be Brazzers and Bang Bro and all these porn sites that are just producing nonstop smut and filth and sprayed it into your face like a sewage pipe? Could it be that? Maybe that's why people are having incest? Let's just try it one time and see what happens, Dad. Who actually thinks that? Hardly anybody. But we're encouraging that. We're encouraging that to kids. So here's the bottom line. When you have LGBTQIA masquerading as trans rights, gay rights, queer rights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and they're pushing porn, and they're pushing, as a result of porn, incest on children, and you realize people that are LGBTQ make up such a small percent of the population, you might start realizing, hold on a second, you might start asking, why do they have such a big lobby? Where's all this money coming from? Where's the porn industry's money coming from to finance all this incest porn? Who's ordering that? Who wants that? You'll start to realize the same thing about abortion. Planned Parenthood is pissed because they don't get the fully formed babies. Encourage you to have promiscuous sex. Encourage you to have sex with the opposite sex, which ultimately boils down to a form of eugenics because then you can't have children. Have fun, have an abortion. Have fun, have an abortion. Promiscuity, abortion. Promiscuity, abortion. Then when you decide, well, I don't want to do this anymore, I want to have kids. Oh, you can't have kids anymore. So what happens is you become, you become sterile. Sterility from 
lifestyle, sterility from abortion. And what is Planned Parenthood? Well, it's a eugenics organization. And besides, Planned Parenthood, eugenics organization, the Birth Control Society, they don't get their fully formed babies when there's a limit to when a baby can be aborted, when a fetus can be terminated, when a pregnancy can be terminated. And, uh, you know, there's this usage of alternative lifestyles to push the porn and the incest to encourage people to get pregnant in order to have the abortions. People are making money on this. Some people are actually evil. And I think that there needs to be some balance brought back to this because the people that really, really, really support the LGBTQ don't realize LGBTQ people are being used as a shield to advance a political agenda in the same way that they don't understand, apparently, that Planned Parenthood is the number one killer of black people. It's not white cops. It's not white supremacists. It's not breaded chicken, okay, fried chicken. It's not AIDS. It's not violent crime. It's abortion. Okay, there, there, there's about 14% of the U.S. population is black. And a little over half of that percentage are women. And those women account for 30% of all abortions across all races and all ethnicities in the entire country. Black people are murdered by Planned Parenthood at a higher rate than white supremacy. And what does Planned Parenthood do? Well, they just encourage women to get an abortion, just like LGBTQ encourages people to chop their genitals off and to chop off their breasts. And they sell you on the idea of absolutes. It means you can't ever get an abortion. No, it just means you can't have it after 15 weeks. That's what it means. And maybe they're focused on the 20... They're not focused on the 25,000 uh, rape cases because most of them don't come to term and a few women decide to have the kids and the few that want an abortion are a small percentage of, you know, in comparison with the millions of women that are pregnant that are being encouraged to have abortions. Not that those other women shouldn't be, you know, considered, but, you know, this is a much more complex issue than we've been led to believe. It's all been reduced to politics, 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 politics of the right and of the left. It's all been reduced to hysteria and emotion, and there's very little context or perspective on this. Again, abortion is such a controversial topic. You utter that word, people have this reflex action. How dare you say this? How dare you be pro-abortion? How dare you be anti-abortion? And now the Supreme Court of the United States is about to decide a hallmark, landmark, cornerstone case in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health that could overturn part or all of Roe versus Wade, and pro-abortion advocates have lost their minds. You don't want women's rights. You want women to suffer. On the other side of the aisle, conservatives are just rubbing their hands together, waiting to start banning abortion at the state level in any way they see fit. Other states have just decided, well, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Florida, Arizona, and others have said, well, look, we're just going to have you know, 15-week abortion bans we're going to reduce the number of weeks until you can have an abortion. You know, other states like New York, Oregon, Washington, California are trying to do the opposite. So even suggesting that a baby, you know, dying after birth can be considered an abortion. And then rape and incest. I mean, there's 25,000 rape pregnancies a year in the U.S. Few come to term in comparison with the millions of other viable pregnancies that are not lost or terminated. And many of these pregnant women are being encouraged to get abortions. Why? Because, well, it makes money. It makes a lot of money. And Planned Parenthood is upset 
because that means they're going to lose out on those full developed babies. Like the ones that were, you know, delivered to the police in Washington a few days ago. Partial birth abortions. And of course, those supporting Planned Parenthood are usually the people that support black lives without recognizing that Planned Parenthood is the number one killer of black people. And ultimately, what does abortion boil down to? Well, it boils down to a form of eugenics because, you know, some women can have an abortion, but we should also be looking, you know, regardless of what the law is, you can still have an abortion. Even even if Roe versus Wade is overturned, you still be able to have an abortion. But but what is what is all this really about? Well, it's about, you know, it's about eugenics because encouraging people to have abortions, be promiscuous, have an abortion, be promiscuous, have an abortion. Eventually, you become sterile. In the same way that they encourage you to become a man, become a woman, chop your genitals off, chop your breasts off, hormone therapy, puberty blockers, and do all of this when you're young, it corrupts you, it perverts you, it inverts the purpose of the female body, and it encourages you because we're, we're lacking the cultural morality, let's call it. We're lacking the education. We just encourage people to be promiscuous, have the abortion. We encourage people to do whatever. And it all results in there being this cultural depravity that prevents new life from coming into the world and that prevents there from being an expansion of life and consciousness. And that, by any other definition, I think is the definition of evil. Again, L-I-V-E-E-V-I-L, inverting life. And inverting the purpose of of a female's life, the female body, inverting it to be basically a chamber or a breeding facility for human sacrifice and to profit off of God's greatest gift. Now, I'm not a Christian. I'm not providing you this information from a Christian point of view. I just think that there's something wrong with both sides of the argument, and I think there's something especially wrong with the hardcore pro-abortion groups. Let's recap really quick in the last couple of minutes we have left here. The Supreme Court is about to decide a landmark case in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health that could overturn part or all of Roe versus Wade. On the flip side, you have states that are already getting ahead of the game, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Florida, Arizona, Texas last year, signing, the governors have, abortion bans, preventing abortion after 15 weeks. Other states like California, New York, Oregon, Washington are doing the opposite, even suggesting that a baby could potentially be killed after birth, and that could be called an abortion. Now, since abortion cutoffs in states are not outright bans, and there are some exceptions, one could determine that abortion practitioners are more upset that they will not be able to acquire more fully developed bodies for experimentation, sale, or sacrifice. Again, making the divinity of a female akin to a breeding machine. Now, what about rape and incest? Well, there's 25,000 rape pregnancies a year in the U.S. Few of those come to term in comparison with the millions of other viable pregnancies that are not lost or terminated, but actually encouraged to be aborted by eugenics groups like Planned Parenthood, the biggest killer of black people in the U.S., and virtually nobody wants to discuss the lasting psychological and physiological consequences of that abortion on black people, white people, or any people, any women. One root source of the issue is also cultural. Encouraging promiscuity and abortion is depraved, and those supporting such an ideology are also proponents of encouraging gender and sex reassignment. Therefore, in both cases, the potential for a new life is extinguished, and eugenicists see their vision manifest in the name of women's rights. And since April, this month, 
Today, April 15th into the 16th, Friday into Saturday, 2022, is the beginning of the burning season of sacrifice. It seems appropriate that tonight we discuss abortion, bloody Good Friday, on Good Friday. After all, what if Jesus was aborted, right? People ask that question, what if Jesus was aborted? I say that tongue-in-cheek, but April is the burning season. We're ready for sacrifice. An abortion of these proceeds absolutely do go to Satan. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm not pro or anti-anything, unless you're talking about pro-communication, pro-conversation, pro-debate, pro-discussion. I'm anti-censorship, and I'm anti-hysteria. This is The Secret Teachings. Please subscribe to the archive. Please leave us a review on the podcast radio players. Please grab one of my books. If you want to hear this show Monday through Friday, keep supporting us. We'll keep providing you this content. rdgable at yahoo.com, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Have a good weekend. Stay safe, stay informed, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Broadcast.